Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive, that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you guys for joining me today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Megan Finio. We actually got connected. Um, it has been over a year through Facebook. Uh, she was a guest on uh, Tammy, um, not Teresa Snyder. Yeah, I think uh, she was on Teresa's show. I saw her do an interview and so I uh, reached out to her and then she was did she did a Facebook live with me. I've been on her show and her podcast and you know it's just been an organic uh connection that has just grown uh leaps and bounds. So I'm really excited to have her here today and she's been doing some amazing things that I've been able to witness and so I'm excited to hear the ins and outs of some of these things that her nonprofit has opened the doors to different opportunities. So I am going to give Megan the floor right now, the uh, opportunity to introduce herself before we get into the interview. Thank you so much, Lachelle, for having me. Um, it's been such a great journey, like since I met you and mm-hmm. how supportive you've been of me and the movement. And I'm super excited for your show and to be a guest on your show. So thank you. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm a mental health therapist. I've been a therapist for 15 years. And I'm also an Air Force veteran um, and Mm. a domestic violence survivor Mm -hmm. Um, and a best-selling author. And I have a TV show and a podcast. And I am the CEO and founder of the International I Am Enough Movement. So Mm -hmm. my life is very busy, but I love it. Like, it's good busy. It keeps me on Uh, my toes. (laughs) mm -hmm. I love it. And, um, you know, we connected with the I Am Enough Movement. You know, so Mm -hmm. uh, talking to people about being enough, this is really key right now because a lot of people are dealing with mental health issues. They're feeling Mm -hmm. like their worth is not where it should be. You know, industry has changed. They're at home. I mean, they're just feeling so many different things of overwhelm, uncertainty. So talk to the audience about how they can begin that journey of realizing that they are enough. Well, I love this question. Um, So just to give you a little backstory, um, I was involved in a very abusive marriage um, for, we were married for two years, two and a half years, but I was, you know, with him for a total of six. And even as a mental health therapist, like I did not realize that I was in this narcissistic abusive marriage. 
And during this time, he had an affair and he kicked me out of the house and just all of this, mm. all of this stuff. Um, I literally lost every sense of myself. And I started to believe that I wasn't enough. And it wasn't that mm -hmm. he told me, he never said the words, Megan, you're not enough. But I based, I created that story in my head, that thought in my head based on what he was doing. And that mm. literally started affecting every area of my life, not just the area in my marriage, but I started to think that I wasn't enough. I wasn't a good therapist. I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't a good daughter. You know, it, it literally just, it took everything away from me. That one, that one thought, and it affected mm -hmm. me for so many years. So jump forward. When I finally walked away from my ex in 2018, um, I literally had just lost my six figure income and then had my last big domestic issue with my ex-husband and said that was enough. And so here I am like holding my heart and my life and it's in pieces. And I'm like, now what am I going to do? And so mm -hmm. I started writing and never thought that I was going to have a book. Like I never expected this to be a book, but I, and I had also gotten into my own therapy, uh, started seeing a therapist and really started working on moving from my struggles into my strength, which is what my book is about. And mm -hmm. so going to the question of like, how do you really begin to believe that you're enough? You have to start somewhere. And so for me, when I started this work two and a half years ago, I literally started writing things on sticky notes and different positive affirmations and different things that I believed. And when I started this journey, the one phrase that I believed was that I was enough because I got out of bed this, that morning. And that's mm -hmm. where I started. It was just very, very small. It was very, very mm -hmm. small because that was the only thing I could believe. And as I started mm -hmm. doing more work, uh, so my book, I talk about these five steps to move from struggle to strength. Those steps were actually steps that I did myself in my healing journey. So mm -hmm. my book was written during the most traumatic five months of my life and while I was going through the healing process. And those steps were what allowed me to truly believe that I was enough, you know, diving mm -hmm. deep into uncovering the, the dysfunction that your mind has, right? Like our mind, unfortunately, is wired mm -hmm. negatively. And mm -hmm. we have to retrain our brain. And that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of hard, uncomfortable, messy work. But it's what mm -hmm. has to happen in order for you to get to believe and to truly believe that you're enough. I love that. And, you know, so for many people who are in this space, you know, maybe you lost your job or. Um, you're dealing with a lot of um, complicatedness, you know, within your own home or grief or, you know, you've lost a family member. There's a time where it's like we're keeping a secret and mm -hmm. thinking that the secret part is helping us and it's actually hurting us. So what was it that maybe helped you make that transition? Because you said you got a therapist and things like mm -hmm. that, but what was it that happened that allowed you to overcome that um, ability of, of thinking that a secret was better than just saying what was actually going on? To be honest, it's, there's so many different things, 
But when you said the word secret, because I've been asked this question, but in different ways. Um, but when mm -hmm. you said, I was going to say one thing. And then when you said the word secret, what came to me was um, redefining my values. So mm. whatever you go through in life, if, if it's life changing, whether it be your health, career, relationships, what have you, anytime you go through something life changing, you have to rediscover who you are. And mm -hmm. so part of that rediscovering who you are is rediscovering your values because the values I had for so many years were completely thrown out the window when mm -hmm. I was with my ex. And so, and I actually have a values exercise in the book um, because I had to redefine my values. And so when I did this values exercise, when I was doing my trauma and healing work, my top three values are authenticity, integrity, and honesty. Mm -hmm. And so this is why when you said the word secret, I was like, okay, I'm going to tell this part because there's another piece to it. But this is really, really what stuck out for me is because I look at being a child, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and being a child of God, like I never asked God, like, why did you do this to me? I always looked at it as like, mm -hmm. why did you do this for me? And mm -hmm. these things happened for me so that I can truly live my authentic self. And so for me, it's, it was so much better to, again, I wasn't planning on publishing my book, but for me, the minute I started mm -hmm. talking about my story and talking about where I have failed in my life and the struggles that I have been through, that is when my life changed for the better. And so I couldn't keep mm -hmm. it a secret anymore. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. like my friends knew, but a lot of them didn't know the extent of the abuse. And for like the last the six months before I walked away from him, I was hiding the fact that I was still talking to him to everyone. He was like my drug and I was hiding it and lying and all of that stuff. And so the minute I allowed my secret to come out and to be public, that is where everything changed for me. And I was able to, you know, tell my secret and share my secret once I really figured out what my values were. I couldn't honor my values of authenticity, integrity, and honesty if I was holding the mm -hmm. secret. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. I mean, that is so good. And I think it's kind of like, you know, they have this saying that if the pain is strong enough, you'll do something different, mm -hmm. you know, but as long as you can kind of medicate that pain or mask it or whatever, yeah. you know, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. So I think that is awesome. So yeah. you were able to write a book and um, talk to us about, you know, you saying you, you feel like you're, you got your life back again after you were telling your story. Yeah. Because um, what is it that you think really was the key to that? Because I know like in my depression that I uh, struggled with, I had a uh, flip of a switch that I just didn't seek validation. That was like one of the things for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so what was it for you that kind of just like opened up? It was the aha from sharing your story. I think for me, um, sharing my story empowered me to continue mm. to do the work. Like my ex-husband will still message me every now and again, like emails, like he's blocked from everything else. But emails he's not blocked from and they're very threatening and they're very bad and I just put them in a folder mm -hmm. you know my attorney's like I just keep them in a folder I don't respond to them at all but telling my story helps me you know continue to like 
move forward and not get stuck in the past. And I think two years ago mm. when I was, when I was, you know, going through all of this, the biggest, the biggest thing for me that really changed the game for me in my healing process and for me to be able to tell my story was understanding that the closure that I had to find had nothing to do with him. The closure mm. I had to find was finding closure of the woman I became when I was with him. And mm. for me, the minute I realized that, because I was never going to get the closure from him, you know, like he still mm -hmm. emails me. So like, there's no closure from him, but I have found true 100% mm -hmm. closure in that experience with him. I mean, I still have PTSD symptoms and flashbacks and that kind of stuff, but I, I truly have found closure. And for me, that closure is what allowed me to share my story because once I accepted that closure was more about closing that person who I was, it allowed me mm -hmm. to, again, going back to like rediscovering who I truly was and redefining my values, which allowed me to build that strength to say, I have a story here and I'm going to share it because this is what I was meant to do. And this is, and I want to help women and men too. Um, and for people mm -hmm. to believe, you know, that they're enough. So true. And, you know, so this is just great. So this was 2018. You were doing the mm -hmm. book, correct? Yeah. So I walked and in, fast forward. Yeah. I walked away from him in February okay. of 2018. And then my book came out in August of 2018. So five and five so now, later. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and then it's like, we're 2020. Yeah. So please give us the speed on where you're at now, yeah. because this is just amazing how much has accomplished, you know, you've accomplished in this short amount of time. Yes. Thank you. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, has that really been two years? Because in February of 2018, <laughs> I, like I said, I lost my six figure job and I walked away from him and I was like, okay, Lord, like, what am I supposed to do now? And so in the last two years, I've continued to work as a therapist. Um, I have a private mental health practice. Mm -hmm. And then, so I've, I'm completely on my own. Up until two years ago, I was working for someone else in a hospital, in the military, you know, all of this stuff. So I've been completely on my own for two years. Um, I even had to file for bankruptcy at 38 years old. So I had to do all of that in the last mm -hmm. two years. Um, and then launched my book. Um, and let's see, a year and a half ago, launched the Blonde Bombshell podcast. And then mm -hmm. in February, 2019, so a year after I walked away from my ex, I launched the I Am Enough movement, which mm -hmm. um, I had no idea what was gonna happen with that. Uh, but I knew that I wanted to, to encourage as many people as I could to truly believe that they're enough and I wanted to give back. And so I created these coping cards um, mm -hmm. and people can order them for free absolutely for you get five of them. And so since it's been a year and a half, I've sent over 7,000 of these cards to 22 countries and 48 states. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. been such an amazing, like amazing thing. Um, people, and it's funny because I didn't know as I was doing this that I was kind of branding myself. Like I didn't really think of that. Like I never, because right. I'm a therapist, so I never like expected to have like a coaching business or a branding business, but it, this movement literally branded me and I didn't even think about it. Someone said it to me like last year and I was like, oh, I guess, because people know me as the I am enough girl. So I'm like, oh, I guess that is my branding. Um, and mm -hmm. so the movement has just taken off. And then I also started my TV show, I am enough TV 
And then um, Mm -hmm. in September of 2019, so just a few months ago, uh, the movement became a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. And we are Mm -hmm. currently, so during quarantine, I was like, okay, Lord, like, what do you want me to do with this nonprofit? Like, I don't want to, the cards will always be free, but I want to do something different. Like, I want to do something more. So I came up with the idea um, for Freedom Haven, which is going Mm -hmm. to be a domestic violence, an emergency shelter and transitional living home for women and children escaping domestic violence here in San Diego. Um, So we're in Mm. the, we launched it in March, but the fundraising campaign. So we're currently in the process of raising $1.3 million to break ground and open the doors to Freedom Haven. So that's what I've been doing in the last two years. Oh, and I'm, and I'm (laughs) in the process of writing my second book. (laughs) So, I mean, this is just amazing. I, and I just wanted you to go through that for people to see that there is life after Mm -hmm. a challenge, after an obstacle. And, you know, it doesn't have to take forever. And, you know, it's just kind of like jumping all in to where you want to go and seeing everything transpire from that, you know, and I think that's really key because a lot of people are like, oh, well, she had this and she had that. But just to see the turn of events from you just following, Mm -hmm. you know, that voice inside where you just didn't have any roadmap, you know, when creating your own. I just think that's amazing. I had nothing. Like I tell, I I literally had nothing. I had no money. I mean, I hardly had a savings and I had no job, Mm -hmm. literally had my husband. I walked away with nothing. I couldn't get an attorney. So literally I had nothing from him. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? And I just, I I went for it. I mean, I'm a little different because I have been Mm -hmm. a therapist. So I was able to start my own, my own career, my own practice, but Again, I had no clue what it meant to run a business. I still have no clue, really. I'm learning, but what it means to run a nonprofit. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, but I'm learning as I go. And I think that that's such a key right. thing to remember is that, especially mm-hmm. for your listeners, like if there's something you want to do, do it. You will learn as you go. Um, like I'm mm-hmm. still learning. I have like a board of directors and I'm like, I don't really know, but we're learning together, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I always like to encourage people that even even if you don't know how to do it, don't not do it. The right people will come right. into your life if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So true. Yeah. So true. I mean, that that, that is so true. And, um, you know, so I just think this is just amazing. And surrounding yourself with the right people. Yes. You know, so what is it that, you have learned to do, you know, post this, these uh, obstacles that, you know, are your non-negotiables things that you're like, Hey, this is what I got to do, you know, be it your values Mm -hmm. or certain routines and disciplines. What are those? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so like my routine is very important. I'm very OCD. I do have anxiety. So my routine is very important. Like I have to work out every day. Um, -hmm. in the morning, my roommate, is keeps me accountable. We do it together. Um, so that's something else too, like accountability. Like I need accountability in mm-hmm. my life. Um, and I need people in my life that motivate me. So one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that I learned 
over the last two years, which I'm still struggling with setting some boundaries and I'm still working on that in therapy. But um, the big thing is, is I cannot have people in my life that do not inspire me and I don't inspire them. Like I've realized mm. that I've had to let go, which has been really hard, but if some relationships, friendships, because these, the people that I was friends with, like, they just don't, we don't have the same thing in common. And there was, I felt right. like there was some jealousy going on or like, they just, they were just always complaining or they just weren't excited about anything in life. And, and it's not that I, you know, don't love them, but I was finding myself being more of the therapist in that relation, in those relationships. And I couldn't do it. Like I need people. That's what keeps me going. I need people that inspire me like you, like you and I talk and like, I love everything you do. I still to this day, do not know how you do it all. And like, <laughs> You know, that's what I need in my life. And I think over the last two years, although it's been difficult, that has probably been the, one of the biggest things I've had to learn is it's okay to walk away from people that aren't serving you the best. Mm-hmm. And I, and mm-hmm. I wasn't serving I, them either. Like I wasn't, it, it was a two way thing. Like I wasn't serving them either. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that people miss out on because they think, oh, because you have this aspiration to do this feat that, you know, you're just even gonna have everybody on board with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so even like your journey with having a non-for-profit, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you're learning this as you go. Um, just talk to people about what that actually looks like, because, you know, you have this vision that everybody may not see. So what type of uh, characteristics do you have to have in order to see that through? Oh, gosh. Um, for me, it's my is my my belief in my relationship with God. Like I, mm-hmm. I. I believe that he put this idea in my head because this is what he wants for my life. And I have to Mm -hmm. believe in that. That's the number one is that, Mm -hmm. that I'm on this path for this nonprofit and to build freedom Haven, because this is what God has chosen for me. But number two, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you have to have, you've, you've got to have the motivation and the vision. So I, Mm. I'm a very, like, I want it done now. And what this nonprofit has (laughs) taught me is Megan, you got to take a step back and it's okay if this house doesn't get, I mean, it's not okay because we've got women and children that need it, but it may take five years to raise this money. Um, And you have to have a hard, like a backbone because people will say to Mm. you, oh my gosh, I want to help you out. I've got, you know, this business that will you know, donate this much. And I've got this business. I'm going to connect you with this person that can help you find land or, you know, whatever. Right. And then it never, it doesn't go through like it falls through. I've been blessed with an amazing board of directors and advisory board who literally have literally just, they volunteer their times, their time. And like, they believe in this and I've been very blessed with that. But the other people that I I get it all the time. Oh, I want to be involved. I want to be involved. And I reach out Mm -hmm. and then it's like crickets or they don't follow through (laughs) with the person that they said they're going to follow through with. So you have to have a really big backbone and, and realize Mm -hmm. that like, there's going to be some ups and downs. And right now I'm doing the majority of the work right now, just because Mm. everything is so new. Like I have a board of directors, but like, 
I don't know what tasks to give them yet. I don't, I have to learn to let go. Like this is my baby and I have to learn to Mm -hmm. let my baby go as it's maturing. And so, yeah, it's, Mm. there's been a lot of crying, my poor roommate, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but a lot of excitement, like, you know, raising money and and seeing the money go into the bank account. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's a process, you know, it's a, it's a big process. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that is just uh, amazing, you know, and I love the fact that you're saying, you know, don't let that you don't know how to do something stop you from doing it. That is so key. Yeah. And, um, you know, just the heart that you have to be able to give back to other people um, and to even just sharing your knowledge or, you know, your experience, sharing your story. I mean, for many people, they struggle with that. So I think... Mm -hmm. It's just amazing how uh, you're able to channel that in such a positive way. So um, thank you. What is what is the best way for people to get a hold of you and to contribute to your nonprofit? Yeah. So if you want to order the movement cards, the the IMNF coping mm-hmm. cards, you just go to imnfmovement.info. Um, mm-hmm. The website's on there. You can learn more, or the cards are on there. You can learn more about the movement and Freedom Haven. And then the best way to get a hold of me is just Megan Fenio. Uh, that's my website, meganfenio.com. Um, you can email me right there. All my social media handles are just Megan Fenio. Um, so that's probably mm. the best way. And, and then the last thing I would ask is what tips would you give people who, you know, you're seeking fundraising. So that's something mm. that, you know, you're doing during a pandemic. So what are some tips when it comes to networking or asking for what you need or whatever (laughs) during this time, would you be able to give to the audience? Well, this is something I'm still learning. And this is what I love about my board of directors is because I have a hard time asking for money anyway. That's always just been an (laughs) issue. Like I have a network marketing business and it was, it's just always been hard for me to ask for money. And I'm learning Mm -hmm. to remind myself that this is, has nothing to do with me. Like, this is all about Freedom Haven. And so for that, Mm -hmm. that constant reminder is, Megan, this is not about you. And everything is a tax Mm write-off. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to ask. Mm -hmm. And so we went back and forth, actually, about wanting to, when we wanted to launch Freedom Haven, like, to tell people about it because of the pandemic. But we decided that, Mm -hmm. no, like, this is the numbers of domestic violence have gone up, like skyrocketed during the pandemic. And we are like, no, we're going to do this. And so we have just tried to find some creative ways for fundraising. Again, a lot of my board members have not been on nonprofits. So we're all learning as we're going, but we've done a couple, Mm -hmm. like we just did one for my birthday, like Facebook. We just did a jewelry one with Kendra Scott um, oh, okay. And we're going to be actually doing one. We're going to be doing a virtual 5K, which um, oh. I'll definitely let you know about. We don't have a date yet, um, but this mm-hmm. is going to be really exciting. And um, doing a virtual 5K where you can get family and friends together. Um, you'll get like a t-shirt and a medal and a little I'm enough mm-hmm. charm. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have a running group. Like we're going to be doing a thing for a month where it's from couch to 5k, where we're going to have like weekly training. You can either run or you can walk it. You'll have like a a couple days um, to complete it. So 
it might be oh, all on the same day or you might have like we haven't decided yet three or four days to complete it and then you send us your time and all of that good stuff so we're that's going to be that's our big fun. one um it'll be sometime at the end of summer beginning of fall and then around christmas time we're going to be doing um a live auction a virtual live auction mm, so that's good yeah you have to just think outside the box and get creative um because mm-hmm. it is hard definitely hard mm-hmm. um but so far i mean you know facebook has been the biggest you know place where we've raised money that's always a mm-hmm. good thing um mm-hmm. And then I just, we send out brochures and things like that with the card orders where it gives more information about Freedom Haven so people can order or they can donate. So um, you just got to think outside the box. There's lots of great ideas out there, but um, yeah. So the virtual 5K will be our biggest, our first ever big virtual event. So we're excited. Yeah. That's exciting. I love that. And that's yeah. very creative. I love the whole thing. Yeah, you you got to continue to move forward. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Um, as you come up with these ideas and implement them, that inspires other people, mm-hmm. you know, so it helps, you know, moving momentum for keeping everybody to moving forward. So I just want to thank you mm-hmm. for, you know, all your words of wisdom, your strength, and just uh, authenticity and vulnerability. I mean, that is just so phenomenal right now. And a lot of people can resonate with such a um, story because, you know, at, we're all vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have lost their jobs or lost loved ones. So I think it's really um, great that you have such a mindset to be able to keep moving, keep uh, moving forward and not giving up on your dreams in spite of what your past may have been. So that's just awesome. Thank you. So are there any final words that you would like to share with everybody? Um, I, I just like always, I have a quote and I'm trying to see if I can, if I can remember it. Cause I haven't like said it in so long. It's usually like the one that I say at the end of my TV show. Um, oh yeah. Right. So it's, it's uh, always remember to be bold, be brave, be unapologetically you because you are enough. Love that. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, Megan. Thank and you. I appreciate you. And please keep me informed on anything that you have going on because, you know, I uh, love supporting you and yeah. everything that you're moving forward to do. And you, wish I could be there in person. I know. Hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully soon. <laughs> but I will definitely let you know about the virtual 5K. Um, and again, same to you. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can do to help support you, I'm always here. Awesome. Okay. Well, look, you have a wonderful weekend and thanks again. Okay. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at lachelleadkins.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are 
very, very pivotal in having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. Um, Any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.